The epistle reading for today opened with these words, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. That nicely and concisely says a great deal. And in the ensuing section, St. James develops this. We have a word for this in our theological vocabulary. It is concupiscence. This is an internal movement in the lower part of the soul that drives one forward to the satisfaction of its desires. Had humanity not sinned in the beginning, this appetite would have been under the easy control of reason, like a well-trained dog ever ready to respond to its master's commands. Given, however, that we are what we are, children of sinful Adam, we inherit within us this driving power of concupiscence, which tends to erupt at any given prompting an unruly disturbance that we do not necessarily invite. It's simply there as a desire clamoring for attention. Reason, on the other hand, has the power to arrest the urgings of concupiscence and tranquilize them, but it does this only with difficulty. And so there exists an inner conflict within every man, a pushing forward and a restraining. In an accomplished Christian man, the reasonable part has gained such strength through constant practice that his desires and cravings are held in check most of the time. If one does not give in to these fleshly desires with consistency, one becomes a self-mastered man. Otherwise, failing that, one's in for a lifetime of oppressive dominance by concupiscence with the result that one will become in the end a moral failure for having allowed oneself defeat of the high and noble part of oneself, human reason. A concupiscence manifests itself in various ways. St. James mentions these disorders in the epistle. For example, take anger, a strong passion released by concupiscence. Whenever something happens that releases this passion and when concupiscence has not been well trained, there's a strong force which ascends from below seems that it comes from the feet traveling upward, wanting to burst forth in angry words or muscular action. Whenever you expect things to be done in a certain way and it fails, or when you encounter some opposing evil, the impulse to anger 
is always ready to raise its ugly head. A little slower or weaker, perhaps, than anger is impatience, which is stirred up when our expectations fail to be met. Again, ascending from the lower regions of the soul and entering into the body, there are reactions in words and deeds. Lust or impurity is the champion of all the concupiscences because it's so powerfully driven and so easily excited by what one sees, how people look, how they dress, talk, and gesture. Its extreme volubility makes it a real source of anguish for the man who wants to be chaste, upright, and moral. Reason has its greatest challenge when faced with the arising of lust, since it moves within the body under the powerful stimulus of an intense pleasure. St. Paul said about this struggle for self-control, Woe is me, since I do not do the thing I would do. This doesn't mean that St. Paul gave in to concupiscence, but only that he felt keenly its sting. These violent passions, which have no readily at hand controls, can and will erupt ever more visibly in an intemperate, undisciplined man. He will become angry, shouting, disagreeable, filthy in word and deed, sensual, pleasure-seeking, uncontrolled in eating, drinking, sleeping, impatient, disobedient, negligent of his duties and obligations, listless, fidgety. The ultimate consequence of this unfortunate condition is that such a man will tend to lash out in protest of his uncomfortable state of being, his shame for his failures to control himself, by speaking out against and opposing what's good, holy, temperate, and just. This may even reach its high point in rebellion, Rebellion against God, against the church, against law and order. It is this which fuels revolution in the political sphere, in riot and protest, causing civil disturbance, war, and killing as its final manifestations. This was played out in the ultimate sense in the killing of Christ by wicked men. Our first reading spoke about this in prophecy. This brief lesson in the evils of intemperance should be received as an examination of conscience for you to see where there might be failing in self-mastery. It's a subject that must concern every man because no one escapes this internal disorderliness that nags for attention.
since your spiritual state of soul, being in a state of grace or in sin, depends upon the success or failure to tame the unruly part of you, this is a matter that concerns your entire life, at home, at work, in school, at recreation, and it bears its consequences in the life to come as well. The first thing that has to get done in order to develop virtue is to put up a strong, unremitting opposition to the tyrannical, dominating forces of concupiscence. Then, and only then, will the good fruits of the Spirit begin to come forth. Purity, peace, gentleness, mercy, exactly as St. James said in today's epistle, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. Let us learn to be disciplined Christians.